So model prayer, part four. Father, I just thank you for this amazing prayer and all the truth that's in it and all, all the wonderful things that are there that, that we can go and we can scratch and we can dig and we can just, it, it, it's, there's just so much. And, and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, but I, I pray that you would just encourage us to put on our Berean hats and to dig even deeper. And Father, as always, I pray that anything that I say that is of you would pierce our hearts and anything that's not of you would fall on the floor before me, before us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I learned some things about some people in the church last night. <laughs> Did I hear an uh-oh? <laughs> now, I'm not going to mention Carol's name. She's competitive. She is very competitive. Is that right, Rachel? <laughs> you're sitting beside her, so you're going to be careful, right? What was the name of that game we played last night? Sky Joe. It's a great game. If you haven't played it, it, it it's about 60, 65, 70% luck, if you believe in that. And, and then skill, and that'll make the difference. But uh, I won. I had a high score. Oh, you need the low score to win, don't you? <laughs> anyway, so Matthew 6, 5 to 13. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your God who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive, have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I am so happy right now. I read that, and it's clear. I had eye surgery this week, laser. Um, I had cataracts replaced and so forth, and the right one became very cloudy. So when I would look at you, I would see you, but I would see you with a cloud over you, okay? And when I read, I'd have to kind of try to read mostly with my left eye. But now I can read with my right eye. It's really cool because they put this, put you, you've all had an eye exam, and you're in that same thing, but there's a gun in front of you, a laser gun. And they tell you, we're going to do 3 to 20 shots into your eye. And I'm going, cool. <laughs> I was always told, don't point a laser in anybody's eyes, right? <laughs> and he, he, he did seven to me. And, I, and he held my eye open because he says, usually when people hear the click, you go like this because you do. You don't feel a thing. But almost instantly as I got up, I was like, wow. And I did a test I saw 2015. It was so great. Um, with both eyes. And the right eye continues to get better, but I can see 2020 right now probably with it. 
So anyway, a little testimony of God's goodness. That was at the VA hospital. So all you taxpayers, thank you. I, I, just, I, I just thank you for, for paying for that. <laughs> okay, in this thing in, in, in Matthew 6, you notice that Jesus starts the whole thing off with some negative stuff. He, he, he criticized the Pharisees by saying they like to go out and pray to draw attention to themselves. But he didn't just stop with them. He talked about the Gentiles and said they were people just like the Babel. Didn't accomplish anything, didn't say anything, but they just kind of babbled. But then he became positive and told us what you need to do is you need to go into your prayer closet, go into your private place, get with God, and let him bless your socks off. That's my speaking of it. And why would he do that? Because he's our father in heaven. I love it. He's our father. He's our father. And that means so much to me. Um, just as I've been going through this and, and, and realizing that and, and, and thinking about it, it it's taken me to a higher understanding that I have this father that cares about me and is taking care of me. Just like you have the same father that cares so deeply about you and is taking care of you. Even in those dark times when you wonder, he's still there taking care of you. He's our father in heaven. See, and, and this intensely intimate title, because that's exactly what it is, comes about and, and, and because that's who he is. But it gives us permission, Jesus gave us permission to call him father. To call God father. But not only that, to understand how holy he is. His name is holy. And if his name is holy, he is holy. All, all the while crying out, your kingdom come. See, I believe that every person born was created with a desire to submit themselves to a sovereign, capital S, to God and be under his authority. The sad part is some choose not to, while others choose to. So moving on, deeper into this amazing model prayer, Matthew 6.10, be reading from the ESV, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked God to reveal to you his will? I can say this unequivocally. If you haven't, you're dead. We all have. We all, those in Christ, we all want to know what his will is for our lives. We want to know what he wants us to do. We want to know what is going on. And, and we can spend a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to figure out. Well, I, I've got some counsel for you. 
Relax, sis. Relax, bro. See, in the model prayer, Jesus is showing us his will. And we know God is our Father. That we would see him and his name as holy above all. That he would use us to bring the kingdom, his kingdom, to earth. And what we're going to look at today, that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we pray those, and as we go after God for those biggies, I believe that all the other details will be taken care of. That he will work them all out. You know, it, when you think about it and you look at it, these four petitions that we've been looking at, that we've looked at, including one today, they're tied together. I mean, our, when you look at this, our heart's first concern, based on what Jesus is teaching us here and is reflecting these prayers, has to be that we want to see God's glory revealed. That's why the intimacy of, of oh, Father, because we begin to see who he is and how magnificent he is and how wonderful he is. And, and we get this desire to share because of his glory. That it would be revealed to everyone, everywhere. And the second part is that all would experience the holiness of God. Which obviously leads to the fact that and the desire that his kingdom would be established. Followed by a great desire. You know, I was just watching Lauren there and she just put a bottle in his mouth. I think I'm going to carry a bottle with me in the future when people are making noise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was one of those thoughts that crosses my mind. You can pray for me, okay? But some of you are going, good idea. <laughs> so I'm not the only guilty one. But ultimately, we want to call God our Father. And we want to glorify him. And we want to understand who this triune God is, who this, this Father is. We understand all the stuff about the kingdom. We want to understand all the stuff about your will be done. So let's get into it. Matthew 6, 10b, New Living Translation. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, because of my mind, which can be dangerous at times, I understand that. When I hear that, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the first thought that crosses my mind, but God, you're sovereign. You're omnipotent. Isn't God's will always done? I mean, Jesus knows that, but he's telling us may your will to pray, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, he understands that he's omnipotent. 
that he's sovereign. I mean, he is. He's, Jesus is God. He understands the Father. So it crosses my mind, why would I pray God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven if he's who he is? Well, as it turns out, his will is always done. And his will is not always done. <laughs> what in the world am I talking about? Well, God's will in Scripture is really represented in two different ways. And the theologians who, uh, theologians are amazing people. They just like to make up big words and stuff and do things. But I thought I'd tell you what they think. Theologians call these two different wills the sovereign, efficacious, or effective will of God and the perceptive or discerning will of God. But other people come along and say, well, if you please, let's call it the secret will of God and the revealed will of God. See, the secret will of God is what God decrees will come to pass. You can take it to the bank. It will happen. The Bible's filled with all kinds of examples. I mean, look at the five major prophets. Look at the 12 minor prophets that, that bring the closure to the end of the Old Testament. Look at creation, the prophecies in the New Testament. Jesus' birth, the cross, crucifixion, resurrection, justification, Jesus' return. They're all happening or will happen. You can take it to the bank. Those are the secret will of God. The revealed will of God is that we follow his precepts his commands, and law. Who in here does it perfectly and has never sinned? Because I was going to hand the mic off to you. Carol? <laughs> Rachel's pointing at Carol. <laughs> after last night? <laughs> after last night? I don't know. <laughs> but it's things like that. We have no other God before us. The Ten Commandments, that we honor our Father for who he is, God. That we don't lie. That we don't gossip. That we don't speak neg negatively about other people. That we walk totally and completely in obedience and on and on and on. So that will is not done. So, so the will of God that is violated every day by all of us, you can call it sin. That's why Jesus came and why there's grace. So what is Jesus telling us to pray in 10b? May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How about this? Father, please help us to walk out what you have for us to do in a manner where we do not sin. How about God wants his people to become efficient in walking out his revealed will? Obviously, Jesus is telling us that God's will is done in heaven. But on earth, the reveal will is a little shaky at times. That's what we're praying for. That we don't gossip about each other. That we don't lie. That we don't look on others with lust. That we just on and on and on and on. That we prefer one another over ourselves. 
what we're praying for. See, Jesus wants us to pray for the unreserved, total, and complete surrender to the Father. That's what God wants us to pray for. That's what Jesus is telling us. But not only for ourselves, but for everyone else. Those we know and those we don't know. I encourage you to pray for those in authority over you. We're to pray that we grow in our ability to recognize sin and choose to walk in righteousness. That we renounce the will of Satan in our lives. Those times where we choose his lies, his deceptions, or temptations. And, and this is where putting on the armor of God really helps Chris and I anyway. Because when you put on the shield of faith, it blocks the fiery darts, the false accusations, the lies, the deceptions, even the temptations. Everything the enemy throws at us. So we don't have to deal with it. That we rely upon Holy Spirit to help us walk in obedience. That we call upon Holy Spirit to help us walk into all that we are in Christ. That we walk in the power of God and all the gifts. That God grant us spiritual wisdom to learn his will. Listen to these two scriptures out of Psalms. Psalms 11, 27, and 33. New Living Translation. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments. And I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. Teach me to your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. See, that was David's heart. That needs to be our hearts. We're going to stumble. But the beautiful thing about being a believer in the kingdom, even when we stumble, we're not going to fall. God will not allow it. He'll pick us back up. If our eyes are upon him and we want to follow him, don't worry about stumbling. I'm not saying stumble just to see if he's going to catch you. But he will. Because he loves us. Now, those in heaven, and I know a bunch of people up there, you know, father, mother, brother, sister, late wife, friends. I'm looking forward to the day that I can rejoice with them. Okay? But they're walking in God's will. Totally and completely. And I really believe that the Christ followers here on earth, that us, that all of us really want to walk in his perfect will and not sin. But we got this thing called the flesh. And sometimes we just kind of give in to the flesh. And we sin. Even though our spirits are born again. Another plug for the power of the Holy Spirit and having that little extra thing with speaking in tongues because when you, when you are in the midst of being tempted, you can use that. Or just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I believe that those in heaven are glorifying God. 
and are enjoying him forever, which is our call on earth. That's what the Westminster Shorter Catechism says. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. See, isn't that kind of a, a unique way to look at our walk with the Lord? It's, it, it, you know, I'm reading this book by Martin Luther that, that Christian turned me on to, uh, Eric McDoxus, which is really, he's an amazing writer. He's got a whole bunch out there. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is my favorite book, one of my favorite books, and he wrote it, just a short book of 520 pages or so. But he's, he's, Luther is so bound up, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Christian, because you're ahead of me, but he's so bound up with having to do it just right. Just right. That he lives in fear. Do you agree? Because he hasn't come to the place he understands grace. He understands faith. And there's a, a lot of Christians that are like that. But we, we can go, I'm free. I can glorify God. Me, Gary, who I know my story. The guy that, 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 that God said to that, that I'm not going to say it sounds, it, it, it just has said so amazing things to me. And I go, do you know who I am? Which is a stupid question. I understand it. But that we can also enjoy him forever. I pity people who aren't following the Lord. I'd be real honest with you. Because they cannot experience the joy that we can. But now that I built you up a little bit, we're not perfect yet. But I really believe this. As we run the race that is set before us, as we walk through sanctification, learning to walk out who we really are, as we work out our salvation, as we walk more and more in glorifying God and enjoying him forever, as we more and more follow after God's revealed will, that because of God's grace, we will grow in his revealed will, becoming more and more Christ-like. But the question is, do we want to? Do you see how this is all tying together? I mean, this is good stuff. This is really, really good stuff. You know, as you walk through life, and, and, and this is an exciting year. This is my 50th anniversary of following God. Other things, Rachel, which you know about, but we're going to talk about following God. <laughs> it's my 50th anniversary of following God. Now, I envy people who can say, yeah, on, on uh, March the 7th, uh, 1986 at 7.23 in the evening, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Well, I did it in 1973 sometime. But guess what? I'm still saved. <laughs> I wish I could tell you exactly when. 
I'm pretty sure it was in the Philippines. Okay, I know for a fact it was Randy Haber. Chris can verify that because she's had the, the blessing of meeting dear Randy. But it's about glorifying God. It's about following his will. It's about telling him he's, he's our father. You're my father. We're following his will. They were growing in it. And yet we want to be used to bring about his will on earth as it is in heaven. His secret will will come to pass, but we want to be used in his revealed will as it is in heaven. But the whole purpose to glorify our daddy, to glorify our God, to honor him, to worship him, So now's the exciting part. Yeah, I said exciting part. Together and individually, individually and together, we have the, pre the pleasure, the honor of walking all of this out. Praying God's will be done just like Jesus did. What am I talking about? Let me read out of Luke 22, 40 to 42. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you, this is in the Garden of Gethsemane, obviously. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That's pretty clear. I thought about doing a Gary's Amplified Bible, which is four times longer than the actual Amplified Bible. But I found something that R.C. Sproul says, and I think he nailed it. <laughs> Bad pun. Father, if there's any other way, all things being equal, I would rather not have to do it this way. <laughs> what you have set before me is more ghastly than I can contemplate. I'm entering into my grand passion, and I'm terrified. But it is, if this is what you want, this is what I will do. Not my will, but your will be done. Because my will is to do your will. Our will is to do God's will. It's not about us. Sorry, guys. I know we aren't, we aren't Jesus, but I really do believe we can grow in Christ and we can do it better and better. That's why we were confessing that we need help with. Father, help me. Do, you, do your will now as it is done in heaven. Father, help us to center our lives completely on you. Remember our priority system, God first. Father, grant us your grace. And I'm glad your grace is sufficient. See, I believe God is there with us as we pray these things. I believe angels are here to help us as they were with Jesus, ministering to us, strengthening us as we walk out, and the Holy Spirit. One more reason why it's good to have that extra oomph from the Holy Spirit and to have that gift of tongues. I understand it can be hard. It can be very hard at times. I mean, no, let me tell you, I understand that. 
I've really kind of come to a conclusion that sometimes Christianity is not for wimps. Maybe that's why we were told to count the cost before we did anything. But I also have come to understand this amazing thing. His grace is much, much more than sufficient and much greater than anything else the enemy might throw at us. Father, we pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, help us to walk out your will, not partially, not hypocritically, not reluctantly, not comfortably, not on our own, but willingly, obediently, joyfully, gladly, maturely, and constantly while glorifying God and enjoying him forever. Can you stand, please? Never done this before, but I believe God wants us to do it. On the screen up here is going to be a prayer. And I want you guys to pray it with me. Not follow me, but pray it with me. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you that you see us not for who we are by ourselves, but who we are in Christ, born again, part of the bride that is without spot or wrinkle, holy and righteous. Your chosen and adopted sons and daughters who are called to be radical and not comfortable, who are called to run the race that has been set before us, Father, help us to grow in you, that your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, help us to walk it out. Help those that don't know you to know you and then grow in you. Father, help us all to glorify your holy name and enjoy you forever. As you bring about your perfect will on earth as it is in heaven, which you will, Help us to do more and more as we walk in the revelation that you are our Father, honoring your name as holy, desiring that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask this in the precious and most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. If the worship team would come back. Do you have a song? If you would come back, please. I am so glad that we serve a God that is mercy and grace. That we can look at some scripture and get a taste of it. And he doesn't have the expectation that we totally understand it at that moment. But that he desires that we put on our Berean hats. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about in Acts 17, I believe, where Paul was preaching and the Bereans went back home and began to study what Paul said. I would be sitting there going, I buy it, I buy it, I buy it. But they went back and checked the scriptures out. That's what we need to do. Put on our Berean hats. And as I've read this prayer, I used to call it the Lord's Prayer. I don't call it the Lord's Prayer anymore. I call John 17 the Lord's Prayer because he actually 
prays there. And Jesus actually prays in John 17. And <clears throat> this one, he's teaching us how to pray. It's the model prayer. Okay? So I'm going against tradition. What can I say? But as I have read this and prayed this and looked at this over the year, I have come from the place, oh, that's kind of cool, kind of cutesy, to, oh, God, oh, God, help me. I need your grace. I need your help. I need your spirit to help me to walk through, to walk this out, because this is so deep. This is so rich. I mean, it is better than 10 tons of chocolate. And those who know me know what I'm saying there. It is delicious. It is delightful. It is so powerful. And so I encourage us to, to ask God, to open this up, but not just this. Every time we read a scripture, you know, it's not about speeding through the Bible. It's about, okay, God, what are you saying to me here? And it's amazing. And it's just built and built and built and built and built and built over the years. This is an just powerful. And we've just gone through the first part. We've got four more that we're going to look at that gets into us. And it's equally as powerful. So, Father, I pray that you would help us to appreciate that your depth is so far beyond us, but yet you are so willing to share that depth with us, to help us to walk in to the depths of your word, to the heights of your word. Because you want to share that with us, because you want us to understand who you are. And how amazing you are. Mm -hmm. And you are absolutely amazing. And I thank you for giving us this model of prayer. That we can study it out. And then we can begin to apply it more and more to our lives. So Father, thank you. We just thank you. The love you have for us is... <laughs> There's, I've been looking for an English word to describe your love for years, and I can't find it. It's just beyond me. But it is absolutely amazing. But it's amazing to a trillionth power. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for loving us like you do. Thank you, Lord, for your patience, mm. your long-suffering. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lord, help us to never be satisfied because if we are digging into you, we will never be satisfied. It's impossible for us to be satisfied. We're, we're scratching a little bit here in Jefferson City and there's the rest of the world of your depth. And we thank you for it. The church said, 
Amen.